0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Before every game, get your Padres talk
2: on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back inside the AMR studio, getting you set for the series finale tonight at 6:10. first pitch between the Padres and the Giants. And joining us now is a real treat, Andy Green, skipper of the club. How you doing? Good. Good to be with you guys. That's
0: nice, Skip. Thanks for coming down. Always good to be with you, Randy. Yeah, Always it. good. Love that.
2: I'm glad one of us on this set can say that because you're not going to get those <laughs> kind of compliments out of me, RJ. I understand, man. Uh, Andy, last we had you on was right before opening day, so it's been now a month and change. Uh, How's things going so far? Just the big picture for you personally.
0: Yeah, I, I think we got a group of guys that are grinding incredibly hard. I think they're leaving it all out on the field every single day. Uh, we've obviously come up a little short in the wind column from where we'd like to be, but uh, I, I think what you see is tremendous effort. I think we've obviously endured a lot of injuries early in the season. We've lost some key pieces. Uh, finally, nice to see Alexei Amorista come back yesterday and hopefully Solarte here in a few days and uh, getting closer and closer to a healthy ball club. But uh, please, defensively with what we've done, uh, I think pitching, we – pleased with what we've done, especially when you endured the loss of Tyson Ross early, uh, Robbie Erlin, Andrew Kashner now. Uh, I think you got to be pleased with the bullpen in particular like Ryan Buchter, Brandon Maurer, Fernando Rodney, probably as effective as any seven, eight, any nine guys in baseball right now. So I think overall, get back to health, continue to fight, and uh, try to win some games against the division.
1: You know, Andy, when you talk about that, when you got guys on the deal that go down, and some of your younger guys are getting opportunities to get at bats and get to play, You know, and I remember that that's your opportunity to get to the big leagues a lot of time and and show what you can do. And I still hope there's a lot of these young guys still feel that way when they get here It's part of that learning curve. And we all know that, you know, but it's a unique opportunity they're getting right now, whether it be Cesar Vargas, you know, getting, you know, every fifth day, getting the baseball from you and that type of thing. It's invaluable for them.
0: Yeah, I think you look at Vargi in particular, like the guy's been outstanding. He's come out of nowhere from the Yankees organization as a reliever in double A, and then all of a sudden he's in a major league rotation the next year throwing that cutter and, and, and having a great deal of success. You know, he's pitched very effectively for us, and uh, we need to get him a win, get him in that column, and help. get him going. But uh, uh, you got to be pleased with his effort early on, and I think some of the young guys have stepped up.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, and I, I think that's really unique, and, you know, it would be nice to see maybe a lineup somewhat similar every day, when everybody gets healthy you got to be looking forward to that whenever it might happen
0: yeah i think once you see solarte back in the heart of the order that's going to help us immensely we uh, we, we've run a fairly consistent lineup out there. It just hasn't been quite as productive as we like. I think we've had stretches of uh, flashes of great Matt Kemp and great Will Myers. I think we've had a pretty consistent Melvin Upton. Uh, John Jay's been consistent. Uh, you kind of like look through the order and where you're gonna get your run production. Those are the four guys that are really gonna drive the train. And uh, I think Brett Wallace has had some stretches of really good at-bats for us. I think we just gotta start uh, stockpiling at-bat after at-bat, quality at-bats together if we wanna win some baseball games.
2: Has the Solarte injury been the most difficult one for you to try and game plan around
0: Uh, you you know he as a left-handed bat in the infield it it was difficult to replace has been difficult to replace and he's a big part of our offense you you start opening day hitting in the five hole obviously we think a lot of you Uh, you know losing your ace on opening day you know Tyson Ross getting one start hurts a lot and I think just kind of the cumulative effect of all the injuries starts to take its toll after a while but I think what you see more than anything is a group of guys that have pretty much been in every single baseball game and now it's time to get over the hump.
2: Now, uh, one of the things you mentioned in passing before, you're happy with the defense so far. Let's talk some more stuff you're happy with. And the shifting has obviously been a huge point of discussion uh, in your first season here. Some people on this set aren't that happy with shifting in baseball in general, but it's been working. You happy with the performance so far and what you've been able to implement?
0: I I think when you look up and what our defense has done, when you consider – the type of guys that are playing out of position. Jose Perella didn't take a ground ball at second base in spring training because we looked at him as a left fielder, but you lose four infielders and all of a sudden he's your second baseman. Uh, you know, Brett Wallace was primarily a first baseman, bat off the bench, and now he's your third baseman. Uh, so we've had some guys, like, technically playing out of position, but I think the positioning element of what we've done defensively has been really good. I think you look up and you see a, a outfield, if you look at defensive run saved, is at the top of the league in baseball, like, doing a good job with a group of guys that, you know, are – outperforming expectations. You look at the infield, like shift run saves are near the top of the league, and um, you know you feel good about what you've done. I think Derek Norris has been a tremendous game caller, especially over the last month and change. I, I think agree. he's used both sides of the plate very well. Uh, I think we've seen strides in that department. and I think you've seen the, us reap the reward of that, too, with – the quality starts our pitchers have been having. So uh, I think those are things that like pluses at this point in time.
1: All we need to get you is maybe a couple more hits with runners in scoring position. And I think you'd be a happy camper. You know
0: that? <laughs> I tell you what, I'm not going to let uh, a few losses early in May affect how I am or my disposition. So like, I- I'm still happy. I'm still grinding, but I-, I still have the expectation this team can be great. And yeah. like, that's what we're fighting for every day. And uh, you-, you know, we'll get Matt Kemp rolling like he can roll and like he has rolled in the past. Like, Those guys, uh, they can carry us.
1: In a lot of days, that that is the challenge. Keep that rolling. Keep that positive attitude. And you know, use the skipper. You know, you got to you got to keep relaying that message, reminding everybody, your coaches, everybody else. Hey, let's work hard and make it happen.
0: Yeah, these guys, these guys are putting in the work. These guys are uh, hungry to win baseball (laughs) games, and. We'll keep fighting. I love
2: it. Let's get to some of the uh, Twitter questions that have come in for you, uh, Andy. Uh, the first one: So last night, another one-run loss. You guys have had not a great record, five and ten in those this year. Uh, this one from Mike: Is there something the Padres could be doing to improve one-run record, or is it just a matter of bad luck?
0: Uh, I think it's a very fair question. I think you look up most of our one-run losses have been of the 1-0 or 2-1 variety where we've struggled to create things offensively. They haven't been of the variety of you got a 6-4 lead and they come back and they beat you 7-6 when you have some decisions to make in those moments. Uh, It's just offensively we got to stack good at-bat on top of good at-bat and I I think the 1-0 losses, the 2-1 losses, uh, I don't know that they're strategic in nature. I think it's just like offense has to come. And you, you look up at the guys we faced. I, I, I venture to say that very few teams in baseball have run up as many, against as many high-quality pitchers as we have early in the season, just the way the luck of the draw has been for us. where like You see Baumgartner, uh, Cueto, and then Samarja for the second straight time. And uh, you've seen Kershaw every time you face the Dodgers. And like we've run into everybody's aces. And that's, that's baseball. If you want to be good, you've got to win those games. But Aces typically find yeah, a way you, to win 2 1 you, games. Isn't that you, right, RJ? You, well, you shouldn't see a
1: 4 or 5 every once in a while, though. You yeah. think so. But you know, you'd think. You you, know, it, you're absolutely right. You've really been seeing a lot of 1 2 3s.
0: Yeah, we sure have. It and should make you better. It, it should make us better and it'll m- harden us for the fight the rest of the way.
2: All right, I this question coming in from Sackbunt Chris. Uh, and Andy, you love your research and your numbers. Are batter pitcher historical matchup stats important to you? Where does that fit into your preparation
0: it's a piece of the puzzle it's not uh, a big piece of the puzzle in my mind it's a piece of the puzzle it's you know there's a lot of stuff you look at but you have to be aware that players are cognizant of what they've done against specific pitchers and hitters are like the i I bet you know some of the guys you faced back in the day and you know exactly who you owned and who you didn't know yeah i I
1: didn't need a book it was it was right here (laughs) I, i knew exactly who i owned and Oh, I was scared to death. Of. Who, who
0: oh, owned you, RJ? Huh? Did anybody Steve own Steve
1: Garvey with the Dodgers kind of owned me. He
0: could yeah. read
2: my mind. It made me nervous. <laughs> we looked up those stats, and, yeah, he, he had a collar you. on you, sure. man.
0: Uh, There's an element of truth to them, even though sabermetricians will try to downplay their value. If you believe something has value in your head and you go to the box to hit, then it has value. I mean, that's that's just the way psychology works. So they are very much a piece of the puzzle, but there's other things to factor into the equation as well. Love
2: it. we've got this one from James Clark. Uh, You're an excellent communicator, Andy, and I'm sure uh, you've heard that plenty of times, but what do you view as a trait you still need to work on in order to be more successful as a manager?
0: Ooh, not messing around wow. at all. No, huh? no. We've oh got good right fans right. here. They you ask
2: like the hard-hitting I, I appreciate the veiled compliment <laughs> before you smash me. A little uh, sandwich compliment. Yeah, right? I like it. <laughs> I, I like it very
0: much. Uh, you know, like the, one of the great challenges uh, – When you switch to managing at the major league level from managing at the minor league level or even coaching at the minor league level, is when you're doing those jobs, your hands are on the players directly every day. Like you are really working with the players on a consistent basis. As a manager in the major leagues, you have to force those interactions consistently because you got infield coaches, you got outfield coaches, you got catching coaches, you got hitting coaches, you got uh, pitching coaches and bullpen coaches. So you're working through a staff uh, instead of working directly with the players all the time. And, uh, you know, there's a part of me that, like, needs to be a consistent encourager to the coaches I have on staff, because these guys are giving absolutely everything they have every single day, and uh, they're doing everything they can to make these guys as good as they can be, and working through those guys is, is a difference, and it's a challenge. It's a different work uh, type of work than, than I did in the minor leagues and I did as an infield coach.
2: What about all the rest of this stuff? The media demands, all the different appearances, the extra stuff outside of just working with the players. How are you handling that so far?
0: Yeah, talking to you is fun. Mike. it's well, easy. man. I like. try to make this a safe space for you. Andy. Yeah, no, that that doesn't give me a great deal of stress. Like I'm comfortable in in that element and not worried about it. And you know, comfortable doing those types of things. I, I the bulk of the job is the players. It always will be the players. It's uh, you know, the media is important, but it's the players. It's connecting with those 25 guys and. Making sure they know that you have their best interests in mind and you're fighting for them.
1: We have John Jay back
0: he's back today.
2: Ah, back yeah, back? No, Finally, the cavalry's coming in yes. a little bit, uh, which must be very uh, encouraging for you, Andy. Uh, last one, this is not really a question, but uh, just more of a suggestion from Ethan B53. He wants to know if you can get a Twitter made, Andy. This is social hour we've got to be able to get you tweeting. And Getting online, what do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down?
0: Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some fake accounts pop up. I don't see myself doing it anytime soon. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, got, I got a pretty full plate right now. I don't need to worry about what's going on in the Twitterverse.
1: Yeah, i got to say, you're probably busy enough. Just a little and bit. they're going to tweet for you, so just yeah, get over uh, it. Yeah,
0: plenty I, of people. What, that's what you do, right? I would never put words uh-huh. in your mouth, Andy. Yeah. But
2: yeah, I'll, I'll, tweet some, I'll tweet some stuff out there for you.
1: You know, he loves to ask you the tough questions as long as he's reading them from somebody else. He likes this. Mike likes this. That's yeah. how
2: you're a professional broadcaster. You always put the uh, pass the buck down the road. Road, you know you're giving <laughs> away my trade Roll secrets under the bus, man, yeah I do like
1: uh,
2: anything else for Andy while we got him no RJ? no
1: I, it's, I think it's great in, in the attitude you're talking about it on the the last few days about you know maybe better better at bats better pitch sequences maybe a little more patience at the plate from our hitters uh when you see Cueto throwing 70 pitches and seven an engine and, you know all of a sudden our left he's throwing 109 uh kind of maybe maybe there's something there that you were talking about
0: yeah, there's, uh, making pitchers work is important. And, uh, you know, the Giants have done that very well. They, no. they, they, they don't punch out very easily, and they, they made Drew Pomerans work. And they, like,
1: they kind of wait for you to make that mistake. That's mm-hmm. what they're hoping for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to do a little bit better job of that, I think, at the
0: plate. I hear you. I'm right there yeah. with you.
2: All right, Andy, thank you for swinging by. Good luck tonight and the rest of the series, and we'll Thanks, uh, have you back again soon.
0: Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right,
2: that's Andy Green, Padres Manager. Don't miss Padres Cocktail Fest, presented by Southwest Airlines and supported by Las Vegas. Scroll down to Petco Park Friday. It's tomorrow, May 20th, before Padres and Dodgers at 740 and sample handcrafted cocktails from your favorite San Diego restaurants and bars. Tickets at Padres.com party. We keep social hour rolling on right after this.